I mean, look, even Nicholas just said like a hundred times, Tiger's the best that I've ever seen. Would you all just leave me alone? <laughs> Stop trying to Let me up. suffer. Like, I just want to be miserable. Welcome back, everybody, to the Big Players Only Podcast, a partner of the Listen Frederick Podcast Network. We are the best place to catch up on golf from around the world, including the golf of your favorite big players, Ben, Josh, Tyler, Tully, Colin, and Kenny Oneput. We got a special one for you today. Our friend Jack Bonifant is coming back on the podcast. We first touched base with Jack last year after he played in the U.S. Adaptive Open at Pinehurst. He did it again this year, two top 10 finishes in that thing. This time he was invited to play in an event called the World Champions Cup and specifically the all abilities portion of the competition. This is the first of its kind. The first time they played this event, it's an international team, a European team, and a U.S. team, all represented by guys that play on the Champions Tour. Some of the best players of yesteryear, Steve Stricker, Colin Montgomery, Bernard Longer, Vijay Singh, Ernie Els, to name a few. Jack competed in the all abilities portion representing Team USA and the number one roster spot on Team USA, the highest-ranked player on the team. We'll chat with Jack about how the week went. They got to play at the Concession Club down in Bradenton, Florida, a pretty exclusive and private club. Very few have played there. We'll get Jack's thoughts on how the experience went and how the run-in with some of the best players from the PGA Tour over the past 30 years went. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you haven't yet, head on over to Instagram and follow us at BigPlayersOnlyPod. We hope you enjoyed the episode. All right, cool, man. I'm going to kick us off here. Jack, thanks for joining us, man. I'm going to intro a little bit to the event you were at a couple weeks ago so our listeners know what was going on, and then we'll talk to you about how it went. So you were invited to play at the World Champions Cup, specifically the All Abilities Competition. This was the first edition of the World Champions Cup, right? It was an event meant to display the best of the Champions Tour, the guys over 50 from all around the world. Uh, You got to play it at the renowned concession club right built in 2006 by tony jacklin and jack nicholas right famously named after the putt that jack nicholas conceded to tony jacklin at the 1969 Ryder cup only about two feet so we're wondering if you think ricky fowler and tommy fleetwood will have a course that they build after ricky's concession of tommy's putt at marco simone uh so this thing included teams from the usa teams from europe and teams from the international side Kind of like a Ryder Cup, President's Cup mashup for the Champions Tour guys. The USA team was pretty stacked. It had Steve Stricker, Justin Leonard, David Toms, to name a few. Europeans had Colin Montgomery, Bernard Longer, Miguel Angel Jimenez. The international team, Ernie Els, Vijay Singh, and Retief Goosen, to name a few. And then you specifically were competing in the all-abilities portion, right, which included three players from a European, international, and U.S. team. Based on the world ranking of golfers with disabilities, the EU was stacked in this thing. They had number two, number four, and number six. The international team with number five, 15, and 20. And then the USA team led by yourself at number 17 in the world, along with another guy, Luke Carroll, number 25 in the world, and Kenny Bonts, number 33 in the world. I got to say, man, you played really good. You put Team USA on your back, outplayed a little bit by some of these guys. The other teams were pretty stacked. Um, but I think you're probably the second or third best player this week, in my opinion. 
Can you give us your overall thoughts on the experience and, uh, you know, how it was playing against uh, alongside kind of some of the best players of yesteryear on the PGA tour? Yeah. Um, the experience itself was like a whirlwind because I only got the message a couple of weeks ago that I was getting the invite, um, which <laughs> when it all happened, it kind of told me that I may not have been the first person that got the invite. <laughs> there may have been some rejection. Um, but I mean, the, the best way that I could say it is that I got to experience what it's like to be a professional athlete for three days. Yeah, it's sick. And I got to represent my country and play an incredibly difficult golf course in an incredibly difficult environment playing in front of however what each team each team had six senior players right so yep. 18 total of i'm 33 years old i was i grew up watching majors and these people yeah. were winning yeah i remember when retief won in 2005 at shinnecock when everyone was when the greens like were burnt out and no one was breaking 75 um Ernie L's, it was just surreal, um, the whole experience. And it was just um, really cool to, because I, I, when I came on, um, was that a year and a half ago with you guys? Yep. I know that I expressed that my ultimate goal was playing in the Paralympics. And this was certainly, in a, a year and a half time, taking a pretty big step in and realizing that. And so just so you know, I think you're the fourth best American golfer. So you're not far down the list. If, if a couple of people <laughs> said they couldn't go, so I just want to put that out there sure. for our listeners. Cool. Yeah, Jack, we looked All it right, up and, and your equivalent in the world golf rankings right now is Brooks Kepka. So we were wondering when you're planning to get a call from smash GC <laughs> headed to so, live. <laughs> so that is funny because I didn't even know about the world golf rankings until after the adaptive. And I think, I was on some mailing list of the European Disabled Golf Association, and I even saw that my name popped up on these world rankings. But it was pretty funny to see because my my rankings come from only three tournaments, where some of these guys have been playing in disability tournaments probably since the world rankings started. So it's kind of a funny terms comparing myself to Brooks Kepka at 17 and the guys in the lip tour. <laughs> they only get a few he events only to qualify. So <laughs> right. He only gets so many chances for his official world golf ranking. So that is kind of funny. You just play good in the majors. Yeah, we so get made him count for sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> nice, man. Well, walk us through your timeline. This was like a full week event, right? You, you fly out on a yep. Sunday or a Monday and then talk about the week a little bit. Sure. Uh, so I flew out Monday evening, got into the hotel uh, and it was, pretty funny they you know put myself and and my caddy uh who was the same caddy that i had at the adaptive uh this summer and a little backstory that we can get to uh with him but i was given a one hotel room and my wife and my and my mom were coming down nice to watch and so i felt uncomfortable asking if they had any more room blocks right so <laughs> i just walked in and was like Hey, I'm sure you've put me in a king, but do you mind if I have two queens? Because it was me and my wife and then my mom. Because I, so yeah, oh, I brought my two queens with me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that was funny. Um, just to tell the tournament organizer as she was helping with logistics, getting my wife and my mom to the tournament, 
having to tell her that I just moved my mom into my hotel room <laughs> and that's where they were staying so she could get a ride. Um, but Tuesday was the first full day there uh, and they had a shuttle for us to get out to the golf course really whenever we wanted. And um, I took that at about 8.30 because I, I had to work on Tuesday. Damn. I took Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off. And I just had a number of meetings on Tuesday that I couldn't miss. So it was a pretty surreal day that I would go practice for an hour, hitting golf balls next to Ernie Els right. and Retief Goosen <laughs> and Jerry Kelly. Casually. And then I run inside, and our locker room was the women's locker room at concession. And I just took over, like, the makeup room as my <laughs> And I would I would have like two or three meetings, go practice with Justin Leonard, walk over, putt with Bernard, then go back and work. And so finally at about three o'clock, I was able to go and, and see the golf course for the first time. And I had just such an awesome experience for that practice round. One, I was able to just go out in a cart and, a, and a, on a golf course that's set up with grandstands and ropes and like really get the feel of that Tuesday that we've all been to watching a, a practice round. Right. Um, and I was running around and I came up on two guys that were chipping around a par three and they waved me up and I hit my shot onto the green and I'm driving up and it's Bernard Longer and his caddy. Unbelievable. And he's got, <laughs> he's got discs everywhere. He's hitting shots. And I immediately go into like, I need to get out of his way, mode, <laughs> right? Like, immediately, you're... Just you pick, pick your ball up and move on. Yeah, yeah. right? Write <laughs> me down for a birdie, I'm good. And he just starts talking to me. And he knew all the details of the All Abilities tournament. Uh, he knew exactly how many members were playing from each team member. And what was cool about that is this is the first time that the PGA Tour itself has invited those on the disabled official world golf rankings for their own tournament, because the DP world tour right now has a tournament alongside the standard DP world tour, every tournament. So it was kind of a lot of these international players, their first experience with the PGA tour as well. So I wouldn't think Bernard longer would know all the details of our tournament immediately. So we just had such a genuine interaction that I was just very impressed with him and very quickly. And I remember I, I just, I putted, said a few things to him, said, thank you. And I just went to the next tee box and there were people everywhere on the golf course. And I quickly realized that you don't really need to wait for people to get out of the way. You just like hit and it is what it is. One, these guys are all tour pros. So like if your cart is off the green, it's not a big deal. Right. Well, <laughs> I didn't have the depth perception of where these two golf carts were and there were no uh, golf bags on them. And I could see that there were two caddies like taking distances from all different areas next to the green. And I hit my driver and I hit a very good one and it one hops and just hammers. Oh my God. That's great. (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And someone behind me goes, oh my gosh, you just hit that golf cart. And I turn around and Bernard Longer is just standing on the tee box coming to play the golf pool with me. And <laughs> so he's good. like, 
he's laughing and he's like, do you mind if I hit a drive? And I was like, no, Mr. Longer, I, I do not mind. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he was just a, a genuine person that made you feel like he was interested in what you had to say, which is very cool. Did he like dribble it up to that cart that you smacked? You're out driving by like 20 yards? Uh, he kind of like hooded it left. So <laughs> the fact that you I'm had a good drive is great. I'm one up on Bernard Longer, head up. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's cool. So that was a practice round. When did your actual round start? Yeah, so our actual round started Thursday, and, uh, Thursday morning. So the inaugural tee shot was at about 7.30 Thursday morning, and then the seniors went off at about 9.30. Uh, our tee times were 8, 8.10, and 8.20, and it was cold. Yeah. Like, really cold. And I don't know if you guys have ever hit a tee shot like that in – you already, can't, you already can't feel wind. your hands and it's cold and like, it's windy. <laughs> I'm already nervous. The environment is a lot. There's major champions around their trophy as well as those from uh, ISPS Honda who have helped put on the golf tournament. Like 30 people have showed up to the first D-Box. It's 45 degrees and it's blowing 20. And Peter Jacobson is uh, you know, announcing everyone. And I pull mine left into fairway bunker that looks just X. And <laughs> I turn around and walk off and Peter Jacobson, just as nice as possible, goes, Hey man, great drive. <laughs> it was just very obvious that, very that patronizing. Was yeah. and he did not see where my drive was. So. <laughs> so you guys you played three separate nines, so two on Thursday and one on Friday, is that right? To be completely honest, even after, yeah, so three nines, three individual matches against each person on the three teams. So it's kind of like nine point, uh, if you've ever played that uh, yeah. on the golf course, uh, but just with uh, two total or three total points, but you can only get a maximum of two. But to be honest, I looked at my caddy after the first nine holes and they told me how many points I had. And I said, Brandon, I don't know how. I still don't understand how this. I trust you, works, right? <laughs> but I fully believe that 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 is correct. Um, so it was a little odd, and, and certainly took me a while to kind of find any type of competitive rhythm with that different format. Because if someone makes a birdie, you're still battling with someone else potentially yeah. for that last point, and it just makes things a little awkward at times. That makes sense. Yeah. So you played three. Yeah. You played in threesomes every single round. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So so yeah. does that mean you're putting everything out if you're playing against two guys? Like you you'd have to kind of agree to give someone a putt. So if you if two guys are in with four and you have, you have a four footer for five, you don't have to oh, putt that. Yeah. But if you're still battling for like first or second on that hole, then everything is in the hole. Right. <clears throat> I saw that. They were which, talking about that on the coverage, how they were afraid one of these Champions weird. Tour guys are going to pick yeah. the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was So that took a while to get used to. But, man, the golf course is so hard. Like, really hard. Let's and, talk a little bit about the course. Yeah. What are your, what are your yeah. impressions on it? The greens? Like, was it long? I heard it was windy. Anything else? Yeah. So, chilly and windy uh, both days, uh, certainly in the, to start. Um, the greens were running probably at 12, 12 and a half. I found that out on the first hole when I was about 40 feet and I hit it to the top of a ridge. And I was like, oh, I really like that pace. And then I was 10 feet off the green. <laughs> uh, <Been there. laughs> so what was very cool 
And I don't know if this is done on purpose or just with the PGA Tour's inexperience. We played the same exact tees as the senior guys, which was great for the experience to go back to the hotel and watch the coverage. Right. Because you are being able to see the best in the world play a hole that you you just played and there's no difference, which is awesome. Um, But the golf course is just a Nicholas design on steroids. There are quadrants in the greens that you have to aim at uh, to stay on the green. There are whole locations that you can never go after. And I mean, it to me felt like a true pro setup with a little uh, nod to it being kind of match play. They had a few holes on the nine that the tor- that the pros played kind of up to drive, to be able to drive the green. Yep. So I don't think it wasn't playing as long as it certainly could have, uh, but it was just a really cool experience to play the hole exactly how the tour designed it to be played by the seniors. So it sounds like it was pretty demanding into the greens, like wedge oh and iron gosh. shots. Yeah. So ironically, uh, the last metal play round I had in a tournament was at uh, Clustered Spires in the Frederick in the Frederick <laughs> yeah. City yeah. Amateur <laughs> in <yard>. August, <clears throat> right? So, and then the only other one I had was like club championship qualifying at at my home course at Argyle. So, the rust is real. Uh, number two, I've never played a legit golf tournament in December. So, in and of itself, that it was like odd to prep for, and then just the sheer difficulty of the golf course uh, made for a calamity of things that uh, just made every single shot intense and mentally demanding. It looked like you had the putter rolling from the clip we saw. Was that, that sounds like, was that the best part of your game this week after you put uh, it off the green? Yeah. <laughs> it was certainly spotty, but yeah, for sure. And I think I was just able to quickly switch into match play mode sometimes when I got down early on the nines um, from a points perspective. And I was able to really finish strong in each match and, and steal two points on multiple holes coming in. So I think just my ability to finish as a whole was probably the best part of the game this week with rust being uh, the majority. <laughs> Yeah, so it looks like in round one, you got nine and a half points. Round two, which was also on day one, you got ten and a half points. Yep. And then the third round, eight points. So I think once you started to get in your rhythm there and you got the second nine in on the first day, it sounds like you got a few more points too. For sure, for sure. Nice. Any other guys you ran into? Any other stories? So, you know, it, who were you impressed by? I mean, like, you know, Vijay Singh, we know he's massive. Ernie L's tall dude. They both smacked the ball. Yes. Like, who hits the ball different? What are your impressions? They all, it's just a different sound. And you only understand that sound when you go to a tour event and you sit and watch these guys hit on the range. And it's just this thud and it's this deep sound that you know must just be the actual center of the <laughs> We're all searching <laughs> yeah. for it. Right. It's there. These guys just find it so much more. I didn't have, I had a few interactions with individuals, but. Like I said, when I when I first came on, I got the to experience what it's like to be a professional athlete for a few days, which was amazing. You also see just how alone these guys are. And it being a senior tour event only magnifies that because these guys have been doing it for decades. And I just remember 
being out there on Tuesday and watching Retief Goosen hit golf balls, then go on the golf course and come back. And you saw Jerry Kelly do it. VJ obviously is everyone kind of understanding he's a, a range rat, right? Like he yep. never thousand leaves. And I just thought how many more golf balls these guys have hit than one myself. And I've certainly hit a lot, but just the grind of you're in a completely random place in Florida in the middle of December, you have you and your caddy and guys that you've competed with for the last couple of decades, but you go practice for four or five hours. Like, what do you do the rest of the day? And how do you find that comfort to decompress? That was one thing that I, looking back, uh, the competitive juices just switch on for me really quickly and they can overtake me and I can get really intense and lose sight of the experience a little bit oh, yeah. because I'm just there to ex- try and execute to the best of my ability. And I made sure on the last day to kind of take a little bit a little bit of time coming in on the last nine to kind of look around. Not a lot of people get to play for their country. Not a lot of people get to play with grandstands around. Uh, Not a lot of people get to play a golf course like that. Uh, And that was a really cool experience. But there's another side of that coin is that there is nothing else for these guys to do. And they don't get to go home and turn on the TV with their significant other or their kids and get away from it because you're just when you're there and it's the only thing you're doing all week it's kind of hard to think about anything else and i I just i really appreciate especially also from a golf perspective there's no team aspect there's no locker room that you're going to hang out with your buddies there's no uh in misery of, of defeat and needing your team to kind of get you through that it's just you and then your caddy who's reliant on you to succeed to make a living uh, and that just really hit home with me Tuesday and Wednesday because it wasn't a hugely attended practice round. And so there was like no one there. And you just saw these golf carts from 18 guys that have been doing it for 30 years out there prepping as if it's the next biggest tournament they're playing. In. It's like going and to these work. These guys yeah. have just done it. Day- exactly. They're just going to work. And it's just day after day after day after day. That's just amazing to hear because, you know, you watch Champions Tour on TV. You think those guys just show up and are having a good time. So to hear they're going through the same preparation as 30, 40 years ago when they were in their prime is just crazy that they can keep doing that repetition over and over for so many years. I'm sure comparatively it is more relaxed, but they're still putting in the work. Right. And it's so funny. You have to think about it. Their point in their career, your your goals have to shift, right? You're not trying to you're trying to win senior majors. They don't mean quite as much, but to still have that drive and to just it, it's just a grind. And who's going to grind more that week? And that doesn't change. And that that's what I was most impressed about, regardless of who it was. And I think they got to be kind of selective in how they practice too, because you know they're getting older. And I think that's maybe yeah. why you see some of these guys aren't maybe as good of putters as they were in their prime because that's mm. so hard on the back and the time you spend on the putting yeah. green you could be spending just that's becoming a, a better point. ball striker. Jim Furyk was supposed to play, yep, uh, and didn't because he had uh, he withdrew from a back issues and, and Billy Andre played. There you go. But yeah, I mean, I 
prepared. I kind of crammed the best that I could. I mean, the week before, it was 35 and raining. <laughs> yeah, right? You like, top golf. <laughs> how much How much am I really getting out of the range session that I went and did for 45 minutes while I was, like, shivering? Right. Right? Oh, and I, I, I was so sore on Friday. And it's only because I don't think I've played golf four straight days like I, <laughs> That's so true. like I have in the summer. Like your body just goes back to non-golf shape so quickly in November and December. And I remember on Friday, like I was like, oh my gosh, like my sides were sore. And I can only imagine for these guys who are pushing 60 or 65 plus like Bernardis. Well, I think you have to think about like what your goals are too for these professional athletes because you look at like, like obviously Tiger's a good example of like, he was a big hitter, but now he's yep. struggling with all these injuries. And I think about guys like Bryson or even uh, like some of these kids coming out of college, uh, like they got to plan for the long haul unless they just want to have like good 10 year careers. Like I don't see how they're going right. to sustain it with those kind of violent swings. I think it it's, remains to be seen and certainly the rollback will have a, a small impact. It'll be interesting to see Bryson certainly pushed it to the limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cut it back even, a little bit. Right. He even, realized that he had to cut it back but i also think people are just getting more athletic and more athletic and more athletic like last night Wembenyama rolled his ankle as bad as anyone has seen this year and he just popped up and he was fine and we know a guy like that <laughs> respectfully i do that every time i golf so. <laughs> well talking about other good golfers jack let's talk a little bit about your caddy i did not know that he also caddied for you in yeah. pinehurst but uh, you know, from doing some profile searching, it looks like this guy was a, a really talented junior golfer. He played in events with Colin Morikawa and Scotty Scheffler. Yep. What's his name and what's his deal, man? Pretty fascinating story. Um, his name's Brandon Pierce. Um, he won the NCAA Division One Championship at LSU in 2015. The team title? Uh, the team or individual? Yeah. Uh, I believe, I'll have to check. I think, it, I think it's both. Wow. But I know he won the team title. Nice. What made it awesome is is that it was at concession. Oh, <laughs> what a small world. So, I I mean, Brandon and I stayed in touch. He made it to stage two of Corman Ferry uh, Q School. Didn't make it to the final stage. But I just texted him on a whim. Because who, who has time in the middle of December before the holidays to take three plus days off of work? On two weeks' notice, <laughs> we know. Oh, yeah. yeah, we know a guy like that. <laughs> okay, well, that's good to know. <laughs> you need a backup. Next man up, Tully. I didn't connect the dots. So you met him because so he was he was caddying at Pinehurst, and that's how you organically met him. So that's where he is full time. Nice. So he is a full time caddy at Pinehurst, and is also playing professionally on the mini tours. Nice. Um, and so we just got paired up randomly, and. I just I texted him before Pinehurst just to say like what's up, um, and he sent me back his website and was like, I hope that I'll be good enough to help you in this tournament. And I was like, Oh my gosh! All right, let me check this CV. Uh, yeah, you're gonna have to give him a formal First interview. All, this guy's <laughs> way better than I am. So now I'm nervous. So 2015, he wins a national title at concession. Okay, I think Smiley was on that team. Yep. Ben Taylor was on that team. Um, a few other guys, they, I don't think Brandon will care that I'm telling this, but they were celebrating and partying at, uh, like an Airbnb type house at a lake. 
and they were all jumping into the lake at night. Naturally. Yeah, that sounds good. Having a good time. Well, Brandon dove in and hit his smacked his head. Oh my god. The bottom of the lake. Okay. <laughs> so he gets up. I'm good. I'm good. He, he just he thinks he's stiff and he's he's okay. A few pops probably helped. But he kind of <laughs> just laid down on the couch, just stayed there for the rest of the night, woke up the next day and he couldn't bring his elbows above his shoulders. No shit. And, the first and so he went to the LSU uh, training staff and they were like, Hey, you can call, or he called the staff and he was like, you can come in the next day to get treatment. But if you've been drinking, I, we can't see you. And so sense. he waited the, t- the time that he needed, went in there and was like, Hey, can I just get some muscle therapy, whatever, not expecting much. And they're like, well, why don't we take an x-ray? He shattered his sixth and seventh vertebrae. Oh, and the doctors told him not to move a single muscle, that they don't know how he is. He was standing. He said he blacked out immediately and woke up after surgery. Uh, his, I guess, his sixth and seventh. I think he, he, he fractured his fifth, sixth, and seventh. And his sixth and seventh are fused. So he's like Tiger. And so he's like Tiger. And he's been trying to make it on the mini tours. He's going to Monday qualify for the Corn Ferry Tour, I think, twice this January. And he's out there just grinding, and that was his story. That's I mean, so wow. sick, dude. That's so what sick. What a That's wild, wild experience. I hope he makes wild. it, dude. That'll be amazing. Me too. Jeez. And he's just a great guy who kind of just jumped into this with me and at the Adaptive, and then – I just texted him on a whim and, and I definitely wanted him to come back to concession. Cause he said it was the first time that he's been back. Nice. And it just worked out that way. Uh, one of the practice rounds on Wednesday, he like took me to this place where he, I think he may have chipped in on the 17th hole to like close it out or. Oh shit. Do he did something where he chipped in. Uh, and then I think the next hole, he, he knew that they were going to win. And him and his teammate sprinted like 450 yards. <laughs> so good. So, and it's just like, God, that must have been awesome. I want to run back to something you said earlier about how this was the first yeah. like co-sanctioned PGA Tour event for golfers with disabilities. Do you think that's yep. a theme going forward? And God, that's got to excite you, doesn't it? Uh, yes and no. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be something that uh, grows. And I, it's, it's a cool thing to be a part of i have a little boy coming in march oh congrats so, man that's congrats. awesome thank you twinning um i so i don't know how many how often i'm gonna be able to just on two weeks notice be able to just go to some golf tournament for four days understand uh, that but yeah. jenna does love the fact that we get to go to these so uh maybe we'll, we'll just bring him along for a little while but yeah i i, I gotta think that there'll be more opportunities um my focus has to be my full-time job, though. So I <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I hope I could find a balance. It's a, it's awesome to experience, and I think it's all, it's getting me closer to whenever golf becomes a Paralympic sport. And uh, it's pretty cool that that's kind of coming into view now, which is which is awesome. It, it's it's very humbling. 
Well, hey, man, congrats on a, a great week down in Bradenton. Congrats on your little boy coming in March. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. We always love having you, and we'll reconnect soon. Get back out on the course before you don't get out much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Jack. See you. Cool.